This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers! Cheers! Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates, the podcast where we are joined by Olivia, our dater, who's here to talk about date number five today. We are so happy to have you back, Olivia. Thanks. Happy to be here. Um, If you're new, welcome to the podcast, which started as me, Kimmy, going on a bunch of dates, then turned into my brother, Kenny, going on a bunch of dates, and now has turned into Olivia going on a bunch of dates. We try to, you know, break the dates down, you know, commiserate all together. Olivia is so game to go on dates all sorts of different dates, including today we have a very interesting date that I've heard a little bit about that we're going to talk about, um, a very interesting timing of date. But thank you all for being here and listening. We love you so much. Thank you for rate, subscribe, reviewing. Thank you for being, you know, just the chillest people in that secret Facebook group where we all give advice and we love you. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> and since I'm trying to do this beginning, you should follow us on Instagram at 51firstdatespod. And join our secret Facebook group, which I think is the best place on the internet. And uh, email us your worst first date stories, your dating questions, your thoughts, your feels, your whatevers at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. I always feel like I miss one, but that's it. That's the whole thing. That was it. We do this 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 official but yet not polished at all opening, but then we take care of it. We can just chill the fuck out and have a conversation. So I like it. So Olivia, today we're going to hear about one of your dates. Yes. And then we're going to just talk about – we're going to go through some questions. We have some, like, great weird questions from in, from the secret Facebook group. And by weird, I mean, like, not in a judgmental way. I mean, like, dating's weird. And so the questions are weird. Um, but we're going to talk all about Olivia's date. We're going to do some questions. Maybe we'll do a worse first if we have time. Do we have any, like, news and weather that we need to tell everyone? No, I have no news and weather. Olivia, do you, do you have any news and weather? Um, okay, not news and weather. This, I didn't, well, I've been given book recommendations recently from three of my single lady friends. Um, maybe a different time we can talk about it, but I just thought about this. Maybe we should I think do this a book is, club. I think we should do a book club. And I think this is a perfect time, though, to talk about any of those recommendations if they're at the top of your mind. They are. Um, okay. Yes. The names are like a little depressing, but I promise I have read some of them and I have good, I'm good authority that the others are good. Um, okay, so the books are, one is called Spinster, which, annoying name, but good book. Um, the other is called, I think, The Unexpected Joy of Being Single. And the other is called All the Single Ladies, I think. Um, so recently, honestly, three different friends recommended these books to me. Um, and I feel like last time when I was like talking to you guys, I was like, meh, 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 I'm single. But then I remembered 
there's actually really fun parts about being single too. Um, so that those books might be worth calling out to anyone who's single. Yes. Amazing that one is titled Spinster and the and the other two are so positive. Yeah. It's we but all have different is really positive. The book is really it positive. Is positive. It's like reclaiming the word. Oh, I like it. Yes. Well, I've heard about that book a lot and I feel like it's been on my list for a while, but maybe it'll be one of my readings readings this week since I'm kind of lying around at my parents' house. Yeah, sorry yeah. to give you all surprise homework, but <laughs> it's really good. I'm, I'm excited. Should we just say, let's go for Spinster? Yeah. Let's try to make that book club book number one. And if you're listening, let's like that be too ambitious <laughs> because most book clubs are. Let's say, let's try to do it. You know, this episode comes out in the next two to three, the next month is a month appropriate. And then we'll talk yeah, about yeah. Spinster. Yeah. Maybe we, yeah, we, we totally. can even try to have the author on. I don't know. This is ambitious. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, I like it. Um, I'm all for that. I'm going to make a book rec since we're talking about it, too. Um, I recently read a book called Three Women. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. And I would really recommend it for anyone. I'm, okay, this is like not the effect of this book that <laughs> this book intends to have, but I would recommend it for anyone who's like, feeling like not being in a relationship is sad because it it basically really intensely interviews three women about their entire sex lives like from the time they hit puberty and even like their childhood their first understanding of sex through like their current sex life and the three different women have really different experiences one is a stay-at-home mom in indiana one is like a high school student who has like an emotional and sort of physical affair with her high school teacher these are all true stories by the way like this this um author went and really interviewed these people deeply and another is a woman whose husband likes to watch her with other men having sex with other men and it's really 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 interesting and uh i've been thinking about it a lot so i feel like it's a good book in this realm of like sexuality dating yeah, it's on my list for my vacation reading. So we can add that. We can have a double book club. So pick one that you want to read. No pressure. This is the lowest stakes book club ever because book clubs are scary because <laughs> commitments are scary. And that's why we have a podcast about dating and how scary committing is. But that wouldn't that be fun? Yes. And then uh, – Totally. So I will absolutely read Spinster this week. Spinster and then Three Women and we can reconvene. Yeah. And nudge us if we forget to reconvene, but we can have an episode in about a month and we can we can discuss. Yay. You know what would be cool? I wonder if there's a way to do like a video hangout with anyone who wants to join. Does that exist? We could have like an online book club. Yeah, like a Google Hangout. That would be really yeah. fun. And just like open it up and anyone can talk. That's so Yeah. Is that possible? Okay. We'll put a we'll- sign up thing survey something in the group so that if you want to be involved in book club we can get you involved and then we can do a big giant google hangout i think you can add a lot of people to those cool amazing amazing okay so book club homework (laughs) (laughs) love it um cool well i think that we are gonna go with doing the categories first in hearing about date number five, this is right. I think yeah, I yeah. threw that out of my mouth and then wasn't sure if I was correct. You were, you right. are correct. Yes. So yeah. So should we kick it off with the categories? And guys, we hope you like these. We haven't heard a ton about them, but I think we're really digging them and they're really fun. But still, hit us with your suggestions, with your comments, with your thoughts. Do we need a taxi cab confession, or do you have one, Olivia? I have one. Oh, great. Amazing. That is first, right? I think. Listen to how we produce. That'll set the scene. Perfect. Amazing. Let's hear it. Okay. Hi, gang. Next TCC. Um, Judging by the fact that this is coming to you in the morning, 
uh, you might be wondering, ooh, is this the continuation of a date from last night? Um, the answer would be no. This was a date that started at 8.30 this morning because I was invited on a breakfast date, which is probably the least romantic date um, ever. We went to a diner at 8.30 um, and we got omelets, which was like the least sexy date ever. Um, so I sort of thought we would just part ways um, with a hug, which I tried to do. Um, but then we got to my subway stop and he just goes in for a makeout. So it was a little bit surprising to be sober making out um, in front of the Astor Place subway station at 10.45 on a Saturday morning. Um, with a man who was wearing a pinky ring. So altogether, a surprising date. But I do recommend breakfast as an option. Okay, bye. Wow. <laughs> Many things to talk about. A lot. A lot. I really want to ask a lot of questions. But are we going to do the categories and then ask I questions? I have so many questions, <laughs> but we will we'll do the categories. <laughs> okay. So Andy Anderson, detective work. How much Googling did you do pre-date? Sorry, I'm always boring on that one. None. That's fine. That might be one of the categories that goes. It's horribly named. I named it so I could say that. Um, I don't think it's horribly named. I dig it, but. We'll keep it. We'll keep it. We'll see. But I love that you don't Google your dates beforehand because Googling anything seems to get me in a lot of trouble. So, you know, why why start things out from a place of fear? Um, Okay. Text communication skills on a scale from one to ten. Strong. Like we – we texted, I think, the right amount, like enough to establish sort of like things in common, stuff to talk about, quickly discussed a date and then made it happen. Okay. So well, number? Num- sorry. What is the number again? One to 10. Of like how? Like sorry. I co- I'm having amnesia. What? <laughs> no, I'm a bully about, I'm a stickler for these rules for this Wait, what is thing ten made up. <laughs> like on a scale of one to 10, 10 being oh, the best, one date? being the worst. How was his? How were his text communication oh, skills? Uh, Are, were they better than my verbal communication <laughs> skills? No, that, that was a small stroke I just had. Um, I, yeah, I give him an eight. He was good. Okay, yeah. that's solid. Great. And how you said you got on the date quickly? I know this isn't a category. Sorry. Was it like the next day? I have a lot of questions around the timing of this date, so maybe I should just bite my tongue. But is your it was question like quick- why on earth did we end up doing a breakfast date? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really fair. I don't think we'd cover that in a different category. Um, I For him, like, we matched – like, it was a good one. It was, like, early in the week match, and then date was set up for that weekend. So, quick. Um, okay. The reason why it was a breakfast date – honestly, I don't know the real reason. I suspect it was that I – got demoted from a superior time slot into the breakfast time slot because he had better plans come up. Um, Whoa. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. So wait, like, did it start as a, like, let's get a drink? Yeah. And then it, okay. (laughs) It started as like, oh, why don't we do like a happy hour on Saturday drink at like 4 p.m. or something, which is kind of a great time slot, I think. Um, And then like, like maybe the day before he was like, hey, like, I'm totally still down to grab a happy hour drink if you want to. But I noticed in your profile, you talked about liking to get up early. So what about breakfast? And I was like, okay, sure. (laughs) So then I found myself at um, a diner at 8.30 on a Saturday morning with a stranger. How did 8.30 become the time? (laughs) That's my question. I will take responsibility for that. That was probably not bad. Like, I don't know. I didn't want to have like my whole entire morning be devoted to this guy. So like I didn't want it to be like an 11 a.m. date because it's like my whole day. 
So I thought, get up, have a reason to get out of bed, have a productive day. Um, it was aggressive though, in retrospect. <laughs> I was like putting on a full makeup at 7.30 in the morning, like a little weird. I don't think no. I've ever been awake at 7.30 on a Saturday morning, like ever, I, unless I'm going to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I also Truly. do get up early. So like I give him credit for really having read my profile and responding to it, if that's what he was really doing. Yeah, that I like that part. But yeah, I think I'm just really showing my cards here. I am not a morning person. So for me, like 11.30 would be the earliest morning for me <laughs> on a Saturday to be dressed and in a full face of makeup. But I give you credit. And you're right. He noticed something and he followed through on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got up early on a Saturday. Actually, Same. that feels like more commitment than a, a happy hour. Totally. Yeah. Like, and like less fun potential, I feel like in a good and bad way. Like I feel like he it's much harder to be like, oh, like let's get breakfast. Like it felt like a more serious state to me, sort of. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, oh my God. A, I'm very impressed you can speak to anyone at eight in the morning. <laughs> I'm a mon- like a monster in the morning. Like my pe- everyone avoids talking to me that I've ever like lived with or like been <laughs> around in the mornings consistently. But did it feel like okay? Maybe we should do the categories. I feel like I'm asking a lot of questions about this. Okay, okay, okay. Do categories. Okay, so other than the pinky okay. ring, what was the outfit choice situation <laughs> for both of you, especially given that it was eight thirty in the morning? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, he just wore like jeans and a button down. Fine. Um, and I wore jeans and like a kind of boring, not t-shirt, like a little short sleeve shirt with like a pocket. Honestly, and I feel like we should talk more about dating outfits because we haven't in a minute and I always love talking about it, but it probably was the exact same as if you went out at night. Yep. <laughs> okay. much. Yeah. Honestly, no, that's not true. I wore like a more casual, I probably wouldn't have worn like a t-shirt if I were going to a bar at night. Like at, at night night, I probably wouldn't wear like this t-shirt thing I wore, but yeah, I, my, I have like three date outfits. I have like two dresses and then two pairs of jeans I would wear and two shirts. And like those are the only things I'd ever wear on a date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like in other geographic locations, like if we were in Denver or I know in LA, a Saturday morning date might involve like really cute like hiking clothes. I yeah. could see that. Yeah. So listeners, tell us if you, you know, but I just think the way New York is, you're going to be in something, you know less athleisure agreed oh and the pinky ring can we just go over that real quickly what did it look like what color was it? Oh <laughs> did it have a design yeah uh, this was like deeply confusing to me I I unfortunately noticed it was I I unfortunately noticed the pinky ring like too early on in the date because it's really hard to miss a pinky ring on a man <laughs> so I like noticed he wore this pinky ring and then I became obsessed with it for the whole date I like couldn't stop looking at it but I felt so mean being like why in the hell are you wearing a pinky ring like that's so weird um and then basically I I I thought it was like some sort of class ring but I couldn't really see it um and so then basically I became obsessed with this thing and it was so weird to me and then I pulled like every single person I know about like class rings and pinky rings um afterwards and I don't know. Like, do you have you guys ever worn a class ring? No, but I weirdly no. feel like men sometimes wear those little gold rings. Oh boy, maybe this is from movies. Um, but like class rings or or like something 
fancy that their family, like they're, I don't know. Yeah. Like if you have like a family crest or something, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I might be making all of this up. I have been watching I mean, Succession. I so. have some Italian cousins, God bless them, in New Jersey who wear pinky rings, <laughs> but it's a choice. <laughs> it is specific to the community. <laughs> like, you know, it's uh, like pinky rings with like their initials or like yeah. their huh. sometimes like their mom's initials or their wife's initials <laughs> which is i'm making yeah. my future husband wear a pinky ring with my initials and no one will ever hit on him that's <laughs> yeah i like that. my friend Haley wears like a really badass pinky ring with her initials that i think is like really beautiful and weird and it's like one of her signature looks she's like very cute vibe yeah, and style. like a woman it's normal like i hate that's so yeah. annoying and like gender normative of me but i'm not into really jewelry on men this guy's wearing a pinky ring um yeah and my friends then afterwards they were like well there's two rings that they heard of one is that i guess like if you go to mit i guess all those men wear pinky rings or not hmm. pinky rings but class rings okay normal <laughs> it's not interesting awesome. knowledge <laughs> I, don't know. I know after i said that they were like oh well did you go to mit i was like i don't know so yeah one is mit and the other is like if you are a canadian engineer I guess like every Canadian engineer, I might be making a slander, but I think this is right. I think every Canadian engineer is like given a little ring with a beaver on it. And (laughs) I feel like I just got high. Completely sober and I feel like something just happened to me. Yeah, somebody needs to let us know yeah. what the deal is here. Yeah, I'm really sorry if I'm like really spreading vicious rumors about the Canadian engineering community, but I think you have all been given beaver rings to symbolize your commitment to being a Canadian to building engineer. structures with integrity as a beaver would in, a dam. In Canada in Canada only. <laughs> Yes. Um, if there are any Canadian engineer- engineers out there listening, please let us know. I'm like dying to know. I'll probably Google it, but also I would just like to hear it from the beaver's mouth or whatever. Yeah, I've um, never Googled it, but I've just thought about this a lot. Was this wow. guy an engineer? Because MIT has engineering connotation to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he was a lawyer. Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. All okay. right. Okay. Theories. It's, it's, it's a mystery. Still a mystery. Okay. Yeah. So we're on the date. You guys go to a diner. How many dicks would you give it? Oh, very few. I mean. <laughs> what diner were you at? Uh, Waverly Place, like in the West Village. Oh, with the, like, I know exactly where that is. I used to go get grilled cheeses there. Very intoxicated with friends way back in the day. Yeah, I guess like, um, again, this might have been my bad. Like, I thought it was kind of funny to be like, oh, and I do really like going to like old person diners early on Saturday mornings. Like, I think that's a fun thing to do. In retrospect, like, we probably should have picked a cool brunch spot to go to that's, like, hip and interesting. This was, like, exclusively people 80 years and older were there at 8.30 on Saturday or parents with, like, three-year-olds were there. And it's just, like, people are not friendly to you there. Everything's kind of, like, greasy. Like, it's just uh, a funny place to go for a date. Um Maybe one and a half. (laughs) (laughs) But I like, I don't know. I love that you tested it out and that you've been calling it a breakfast date because I don't know what you each think of this, but brunch has such a terrible connotation these days, especially in a city like New York, just that it's overplayed. Like all the, you know, 
I feel like it's the Christian girl autumn or Christian girl fall. Did you guys see that meme? I feel like it's like the yeah. quintessential like basic, oh, brunching with my girls and whatever. Love it or hate it. I love breakfast foods, but I like the concept of like you did a pure breakfast date. It was so and- pure. <laughs> You mentioned maybe you should have gotten somewhere trendy, but like, I don't know, that would maybe not make it as unique. What do you each think about a brunch first date at like a spot where you might be drinking as well at like a more, a time like Liza and I might be up in the mornings like 11 (laughs) or 12 (laughs) when we resurface. I feel like it could be fun, except unless it's a place where there is like astronomical weights. Cause then I think you're having to do like, I think that waiting when you're starting to get hangry and also like you're having to check in a lot and you're trying to get to know someone. Like I wouldn't want to be at a place where you're going to have to wait for longer than 15 minutes while you're trying to like get to know someone and hang out with them and whatever. Like that seems to me like one too many factors, but I feel like people more and more places in New York, at least, are doing brunch reservations, which I'm all about. Like, I think people realized how horrible it was and that it was actually, like, losing them business. The, like, two-hour wait times to get, you know, chicken and waffles. Um, But I would do it if I didn't – if it was a place where, like, reliably you wouldn't have to wait, like, a disgustingly long time. Mm, Agreed. Yeah. I think it's a cool date idea. I think the one, like, I guess positive or negative is, like, if you end up having a lot of fun – and like the afternoon time slot, I think it could be really easy to just be like, let's keep hanging out and just like do other activities. Um, on the downside, I think it's hard to like extricate yourself from that unless you're like, I have plans at 3 p.m. that I can't miss, which seems kind of weird. That's a very good point. I feel like that came up with Kenny a couple times on daytime dates. And I loved like an afternoon drink, but I always went into it with a, I have, pl- I have a birthday party later or yeah. something, just in case. And I also... I'm kind of – I was just floating the brunch idea, but the more I think about it, what you did, Olivia, was so much more strategic if I'm going to, like, really be <laughs> scientific about this. But just the problem with I don't even like dinner dates for first dates. So a brunch date, it's committing to all this time with the potential for more time. You can't be like, I want to go to bed. It's 2 p.m. But it's just so much time and with the waiting or potential to wait, I, I just want to drink. So I feel like a quick morning breakfast is much closer to that drink. Not like a diner that's low low stakes. Your food's going to come quickly. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely funny. And it was just like, it was so pure. It was like 8.30 in the morning, this like greasy old person diner. We literally had like black coffee and like veggie omelets. Like it was, was, there was like nothing. Not a mimosa was in sight. Like it was very pure. That is pure. That is so pure. I could never see myself doing it, but I really respect you for being that pure. I'm like, I feel like I'm just picturing Seinfeld. Like, you guys are just there, and he looks like George, and he's like, ah, I don't know. I gotta go do this thing. Yeah, it was also kind of a good test because, like, I think if I think if you can go to like if you can make somebody do something a little bit weird with you, and if you have fun doing that, I think it's a good sign. Like, if they're kind of games, do something a little strange. I think that's a great point. And for the next question, lust at first sight, yes or no? I imagine this was tainted by the bright light of the morning, but was there lust at first sight? <laughs> um, Kimmy and I cannot get over. <laughs> sorry, I'm not, I'm trolling no, you. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I feel the same way where I'm – no, it's I literally feel like you free soloed a mountain. You know what I mean? I'm just like – like it's – if anything, it's admiration. Yes. I can't I can't believe it's been done. <laughs> yes, and I live to tell the tale. <laughs> but yeah, but, but I do also think, you know, so you can't be tricked by the night the lights at a bar or like a sexy bar was there, did you feel like there was lust at first sight? It was like, oh, that is objectively an attractive man. 
But I was. I mean, it was eight a.m. in a in a very well lit, non sexy diner. Like, if you kind of do remember how much like the vibe of like being out in New York City, like at a cool bar, can like almost trick you into being like, this is a really cool date. A hundred percent. Yeah. So this again, very strategic. I'm I'm trolling you, but I'm expressing a lot of admiration and thinking it, it's a smart idea. Yeah, you stripped it down to like its essence, mm-hmm. which I feel like yeah. is is cool. <laughs> um. Okay. So the Roskit test. Did your date <laughs> ask you at least one question about yourself outside of the normal first date questions? Uh. Yeah. We did a lot of like um family talk, which. I actually really like, I know people hate on that question, like how many siblings do you have? But I find it really interesting how people's like family backgrounds have shaped them. And so, I don't know, I like talking about that. Yeah, I agree. I end up, I feel like I ended up talking about my family more than like my college experience on first dates. Oh, and that sounds weird and like, but my family is a big part of my life, you yeah. know? I like, I think it's kind of lame to talk about college on dates. Like I'm 27. If I haven't had like enough stuff to talk about by then, I don't know. It seems like problematic if I'm like, well, back when I was, you know, in my dorms, like that's not a cool topic anymore. Yeah, no, I, that, that's a very good point. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to just keep us quick at a nice little pace, yeah. but I also, I feel like this question, Rosé and Thorn, so the high and the low of the date. So we can get a little more context on what you guys chatted about or didn't. Mm, high of the date. Um, hmm. High of the date. I think we like, I think we were both just like kind of game to like acknowledge. I like that we acknowledged how funny this was. Like we definitely could like, it was funny that we were in this gross diner and like we could talk about it. And it was just like an easy, almost like jumping off point to be like, Oh, do you ever go on dates like this? No, blah, blah, blah. Um, like we talked a lot about different like date ideas, which is kind of fun. Um, the thorn, I mean, the pinky ring that, (laughs) that was bad. Um, no, he was like a little pretentious. Like there were some things like this, this is going to be kind of mean, but like we were talking at one point about like our family or whatever. And he said something to me along the lines of like, um, I asked like what his, one of his parents did for work and and basically what his his dad is a doctor and he's like a really prestigious doctor and so and he could have just said oh my dad is you know a neurosurgeon or whatever and instead he was like well my dad is and this I'm changing this but it's like and you know my dad is like the head of neurosurgery at blah 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 really prestigious hospital in Manhattan I'm like okay cool and then he's like yeah you know I just like I've always really admired him my whole life. Like, I guess you could say he's kind of my hero. And it was just such an annoying thing to say. It's like, ugh, everyone ugh. get out of here. It's just say your dad's a doctor. And if right. you asked him what kind of medicine does he practice, then get into it. Ugh, I hate that. I hate right. that a lot. Yeah. And being like, also he's like, my it's hero. A- it's like, ugh. Yeah. And it's annoying to brag about your own resume. Like it's annoying when when and you know, any Kimmy or any of our daters have gone on dates. And they've had the thing where someone's like listing their LinkedIn page, like sucking their own dick. But to do it about your dad feels weird. It does. What about most rom-com moment, if there was one? Mm, I mean, it was super fucking weird. But I guess you could describe making out at 1045 in the morning in front of a subway station as rom com I guess. <laughs> I mean, yes, that is 
a thing I feel like I've seen people do in rom-coms and I will not even do with my boyfriend when he walks me to the subway because it's early. I've brushed my teeth, but then I had coffee. Like they're just, that's a rom-com moment in a weird way, but I think that's it. No. Yeah. I feel like making out with anyone that early is tough for me. (laughs) Yeah. It was very surprising. I don't know. I was like, all right, it's 1045. Like I'm going to, I had to go to work or something that day. So I was like, all right, I'm going to like go get some work done. And he's like, well, do you want to like go for a walk first? I was like, "Uh, not really, but fine. So we kind of like are walking around and then I'm trying to make an exit at my subway station. And I really thought we were just going to hug and I was going to scamper away into the depths of the subway. And no, all of a sudden he's just like kissing me very, very, like, I guess if you don't live in New York, like the Astor Place subway station is a highly, highly trafficked public subway station right in the middle of like where NYU is sort of. So that was a little embarrassing, frankly. <laughs> it's also a decent walk from that diner you were at. Yeah. He, he wanted to like hang, yeah, yeah hang out with you until. Yep. So do you feel like the you were giving him the signs of like let's make out no like i I mean it was a very chaste breakfast like (laughs) we didn't even order like hash browns or anything it was was, like (laughs) the sexiest breakfast it was like a very austere breakfast and then you know he like walked with me to my side of the city uh yeah and then it was just a very i mean i guess like fine but it was surprising so that was funny that's intense for someone to like go in for a fucking make out that early in the morning. I know. I know. I, I'm I'm a bit shell shocked. I it makes sense because were this a night date, we would not be talking about it much. But you know how I feel about tongues touching tongues on first dates sure. because I'm just a little bit weird. In so, the bright light of the morning, that yeah. feels extra. Right painful. after you eat eggs. Yeah. Ugh. You're telling me. I... Well, I guess it's time for the 2019 test. So did any uh, weird gender stereotypes or things around that play out? Mm-mm. No. That's fine. Great. I love that we're getting consistent no's to I that know. question. Me too. You're picking the good ones, Olivia. Um, okay. The wrap-up. PG, PG-13, or R rating? I think we all probably know at this point. 13? Yeah. Right? PG-13. Can you kiss in a PG movie? You can, but like know. this is different. We're not. We're Once not you're making X. out. Yeah. Once you're making out, it's PG thirteen. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, we have our own MPAA or whatever rating. Yeah. You're like, if it's a public, PG. it's gonna be PG thirteen. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Other people could see you, and it was bright out, so it was full PG thirteen. In hindsight, would you have rather spent the night? Oh, I'm sorry. Morning with friends alone or on this date or in my bed. Uh, or in your bed, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I went on the date. It was funny. I again, such a good attitude. Um, okay, the last category. Would you accept slash give this rose second date? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. There were like enough red flags, mostly the pinky ring situation. <laughs> <laughs> that would be challenging for me to ignore. But I guess like if if we ended up falling in love, I would have to steal the pinky ring and flush it down the toilet. <laughs> Throw and it into the ocean. And our relationship style. could progress swimmingly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then um, the category we always forget, who won the date? Oh, the omelet. The Astor Place subway. The pinky ring. I think the Astor Place subway goers. Lucky them. They got a bit of a show. Yeah. 
early morning. It's all happening. Yeah, they probably all um, thought it was like the, you know, the goodbye to like a sleepover or something. They were all wrong. It was just. Oh, my God. So were there texts after the fact? Like what was the post communication? Um, post communication. Yeah. Some like texting after the fact um, for a couple days to like. And then at this point, he like sort of like. I tried to set up a second date, but then like didn't really do a good job, like really making a plan for it. So TBD, if it like really will materialize, I'm kind of doubtful at this point. Okay. And do you have okay hope that. that it's going to? Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't particularly try to like aggressively see him again. Fair. Okay. Fair. Well, I like it. I love the non-traditional date. Listeners, send us your your breakfast date stories or other you know, we've done this before, but it's always fun to talk about just alternative date ideas because not everybody wants to drink on a weeknight after work, but I always do. Okay. Should we take a break? And when we come back, we'll do some questions, some advice, quote unquote. Perfect. Let's do it. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And we are so back, back in action post-breakfast date. I just like saying breakfast date. What does it remind me of? It reminds me of something. I will figure it out. Anyway, we have a very interesting question that has to do with first date behavior that was posted in the secret Facebook group that I thought we should all talk about because it's something that I have never dealt with, but is a trend. Let's see. Okay. Hey, yeah. First off, want to say kudos to all of us for putting ourselves out there. And I do too. Thank you, listener. Me too. Kudos. Good job, everyone. Good job. It's fucking hard. And thank you for sharing in the Facebook group too, because that's still very vulnerable. There are like, you know, 1,200 of you in there. So I've got a discussion point for y'all. What do you think What do we think about doing a FaceTime slash phone call before even setting a date? I've had two potential dates ask for a call first. One of them I actually decided I didn't want to meet after two phone calls. The other never followed up. Thoughts? Hmm. I feel like one time on this podcast, so there's record of it, I was like, wouldn't it be great if we had an app that made you, like, matched you by phone calls if you had to have a phone call first? So I should probably bite my tongue because I once thought this was a good idea, though I've never done it in reality. I feel like this is, like, communism, you know? Like, it sounds (laughs) like a good idea. It really does. It just doesn't work. You know? Like... (laughs) I mean... fucking hot takes and I like it I really it's true I but it sounds like it did work for this girl that's all I'm just gonna devil's advocate this I'm developing my opinion as we speak yeah same 
I don't know. I mean, I think it's like such a good notion that like in theory, it can save you a lot of time, a lot of trouble, a lot of like putting on makeup and spending money and going to places and it's safer and it's like a pre-screen. Like I feel like if I were designing an ideal dating app, it would be great to have like your first dates on the phone or over FaceTime and you talk for 15 minutes and then it cuts off and then you have to decide if you're going on a date or not. You know, like I think that would be a great feature, but I also feel like it's kind of if someone asked me for that, I would feel weird. If someone asked me to talk on the phone before we went on a date. Yeah, I'd be like yeah. insulted kind of. Yeah. But why? I don't know why I feel that way. I, this, we, this weirdly reminds me of another post that was in the secret Facebook group about um, a lovely sweet gem in the group had a date set up with a guy who then asked her for pictures of herself that weren't from her dating profile. It's really horrendous. It's on there. He asked her for... And she sent like an adorable selfie of her and her dog and he canceled the date because he thought she looked different or had misrepresented herself. And we're going to do an episode soon on just how to curate your profile because we haven't in a while. And I think it's like a bunch of bullshit, but it's also not because, you know, but this was a case of someone just being an asshole. It was definitely a him problem. It sounded like it was something he had done before. It's really atrocious behavior. But, like, that's the part of this that I think the red flag is about feeling offended. Like, why do you need to – like, the the general thing on these dating apps broadly is that we meet up in person and then we – that's the pre-screen. Like, it feels very presumptuous or uh, – you're, you're, I'm just, you know, failing for words. It's a Monday. But if someone were to ask me for a phone call or something first, I'd – see themselves as holding themselves more important than me like oh they need to do this screen yeah like they're the interviewer and I'm the, you know yeah it would feel like I guess it would feel like I were being asked to do like an audition phone call which obviously yeah. a first date is an audition date but it just feels yeah it feels like they're putting themselves in a position of higher like power than you yeah, and it also feels like an extension a little bit of our theory, our kind of podcast theory about texting, which is like don't text too much before the date because you're going to you're going to ruin the, not ruin you're going to there's a potential for like finding something you don't like about a person before you even meet them. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of the same thing. We're not really our whole self like I'm so weird on the phone. I really dislike talking on the phone, and I think a lot of people in our generation are like that. So I feel like it's it's such a better thing to just get on the date, be in person, and see if there's a vibe. Yeah, I agree. Especially when there's so much content kind of out there. If someone really wanted to stalk you, they could find a lot of pictures of you on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, stalk is the wrong word. Pardon that language. But just, like, get a better sense of you. Or they could Google you. They could Andy Anderson you. But they I don't know. I think if it were built into a dating app, it's a pretty smart idea. I think when it's not the norm and you're asking is where I'm like, I'm out. I would be so effing offended. Let me just remind myself how I would feel. Yeah. If someone asked me to do a phone call first on Bumble, I'd be like, get out of here. Yeah. But if it's working and helping people weed out, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I imagine like, remember that um, app that was, or maybe it was like a desktop application that was like um, chat roulette that ha- was like big a couple of years ago. Oh, Yes. Like, imagine a dating app that was, like, chat roulette-ish, where, like, we talked about bounce, but, like, what if it were just, like, active for, like, an hour a week or something, and you were just, like, quickly, quickly, quickly shown, like, quick little FaceTime windows, and you could FaceTime for 15 minutes, and then you could say yes or no, match, no match, and then go on dates. 
I'm going to make this business. That's so smart. Um, I feel like, <laughs> I feel it like, is. It's yeah. like speed dating, but on your phone. Exactly. Like you get on and you get a certain number of matches that are like. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so cool. And actually, I do think it'd be really useful to like establish if you kind of can vibe with someone or not. Uh, yeah. I think that I wish we could start that business right now. I think a lot of people would want to use that. The only thing is chat roulette kind of became a bust when it was just a bunch of dicks being shown. <laughs> so is, yeah. I feel like with the level of Instagram face filters they can put on you now, they must there must be a way to filter out the shape of like phallic shapes. I was just going to say there absolutely is because the other day I was like scrolling through Instagram and some someone who was like a very sweet person I went to college with, there was a photo, there was a, like a blur over their photo that was like, this might contain graphic things. And I was like, <laughs> no, not this person. And I looked and it was her and she was holding a food item. I don't remember what it was, but it was like something that looked a little phallic. It wasn't even like, it was, su- it was in her hand, like in the corner of the frame. She was at a barbecue or something. It was so not that, but like there's, you know, I, obviously they're getting more sophisticated sure. in, their, in their dick covering because like this very nice, like sweet girl who's like pretty religious and from the Midwest was just holding like, I think it was like a sausage and like a, on a plate, you know, it was like she's at a barbecue, whatever. But I think we can make alive. our business happen because I think that they're figuring the, the dick filtering out. Okay. Well, if the algorithm is there, we're going to make it happen. Um, yeah, so I guess I feel like if that were an expectation of an app, I'd be like all for it. If some guy feels like, I don't know, like suspicious enough of me that I am catfishing him. I don't know. It's like, whatever, dude, I, you're boring. I don't know. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. I think it would be all like for me, if it was presented one time in like the exact right wording, maybe that would just be a red flag and I wouldn't be happy about it, but maybe I'd do it. But like, I don't know this two phone calls. That's a fucking deal breaker. Yeah. I respect our listener for like, you know, doing another phone call. But that is where I worry not about, oh, do they think I'm catfishing them? I worry, are they catfishing me? Mm-hmm. Is it, Are they starting some pen pal thing? Is this 90 Day Fiance? Like, what's happening here? Why are we having a phone call relationship in 2019? That's Or like, are they picky to a fault? You know, like I think sometimes people on these apps – think that they they have such a clear idea of what they're looking for that I'm like well I don't want to fucking date someone like that anyway like I don't want to date someone who thinks they only are dating someone between these heights and these weights and with these interests and whatever like fuck fuck you like I don't you know like who's who has to have a a phone call first to make sure you want to go spend 45 minutes with someone like I'm good (laughs) I I feel like the only artful way to maybe do this would be if you've already moved a conversation to like texting and if somebody is like seeming like they're trying to be doing a lot of like text chit chat with you before, I feel like there's maybe a world in which you can be like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a phone person. Like, do you want to just chat for 10 minutes and we can like make a plan? I feel like if you're really that nervous, that could be a good way to do it like elegantly um, and not as an explicit audition. Yeah. Ooh, audition. Ooh, woof. And yeah, to Liza's point about pickiness, I am guilty. I was guilty of it. Apps set us up to like feel like we're in control and we deserve all these things and we do. We're all wonderful humans except for those not wonderful humans. But I think we all get a little um, self-important on the apps even if we're not like these wild people asking for phone calls. So I think the note about pickiness was – it just resonated with me because I'm picky about everything in my life. I was definitely being picky at a lot of points in using the apps, especially early on, especially about things like where they went to school, which is horrible of me, like really embarrassing things I was being snotty about. And looking back, I 
it's funny. I'm sure I'm being picky in another area of my life or snotty and I should be shaken out of that. But it's like the more we can go into these dating apps just thinking like, all right, it's just two people. We see how it works. It has no impact on my worth like or I don't need exactly what, you know, I don't need Tyler C. from The Bachelorette. Like, I think it's just important not to have too high of expectations on either side. Yeah. It just, it's just, it's not worth the energy because there are just too many shitty people out there who are, even if you're super picky, going to seep in, creep in. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think you were, I don't think you were like problematically picky at all, Kimmy. Like, I, I, I think that the thing I'm thinking of is like, I don't know. I think you went on dates with a lot of different kinds of people. That's true. And but it was an I, effort. Yeah. Yeah. Like we all probably naturally gravitate to the same things. I've only ever dated men with beards. Literally. That's it. Ever. I have never dated someone without a beard. I've barely kissed anyone without a beard in the past like 12 years. <laughs> like, you know, we all have fucking things. Okay. Like, pinky rings. Really, <laughs> pinky rings. Whatever your goddamn thing is. And like. It's just probably worth it, I think, for everyone to, like, you know, re-examine that and push themselves just, like, even if it's just one degree. Even if I just went from beards to goatees, just a little different. Ew. I would would really not want to date someone with a goatee. (laughs) Before we wrap up, let's see. Do we feel like we've sufficiently discussed that? I guess what we should say is, like, what would you do? What would you guys do if somebody asked you that? Yeah, that's a great question. Ooh. Would you be out immediately? I think I might be out immediately, but I don't think that's the right answer. Um, I think were I in podcast dating phase where I was really trying to get on dates and pressuring myself and if everything else about this person didn't seem too red flaggy, I might just put some pressure on like to get on the date. So I don't know how I'd articulate that, but I'd give it one more try. Like, oh, no, I can't even do it artfully. I would just be like, oh, that's weird. No one's ever asked me to do that before. (laughs) I'd probably shame them and then be like, but I'll get a drink with you. So mm, I don't have, I don't have a phone. Idea. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. My FaceTime's broken. So, well, I guess it's sort of like I had a guy recently who we were chatting on Hinge and he was like, oh, do you have an Instagram? And I was like, ugh, I don't want to give you my Instagram. I'm like, no. Um, so in that case, I was like, I said something like sort of dumb, but that worked. I was like, oh, you know, like, I do, but, like, I got to keep some content premium. Like, you know, maybe I'll share it. Funny. And then I, I feel like that could be a good way to be like, oh, like, you know, I'll do a phone call for our second date or something. But, like, why don't we get a drink first? Like, someone- Yeah, like, make make a little joke about it. That yeah. doesn't shame anyone the way I probably would. But also be clear, like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. Wait, the Instagram yeah. thing? Let's talk about that. Because that's a red flag to me. Me too. Because it suggests that they're looking for something – specific visually like about me or what do you think what does the Instagram thing suggest to you Olivia I think two things I think it could either suggest that yeah they're gonna do like a visual inspection of my Instagram presence which is weird um and I don't love or it suggests to me that they're trying to like connect with me on Instagram and then that's how he would then like communicate with me in like a really casual way that I would like be communicating with like my friends. That is not how we know each other. And I feel like that was just, he's looking for something really casual. It's just like hooking up kind of like whenever. I know. Yeah. Like a DM relationship kind of. When do you, I completely agree. I think those are the exact reasons I would just like clam up around that. Yeah. And I, 
I don't know. I don't even like following someone on Instagram until later into dating because not later, like not like a year, but like, you know, <laughs> once we're like something not exclusive, but like hooking up more. I don't know. Just because I used to go down the rabbit hole so badly with just what someone might like. And this is all my my own anxiety. And but it just feels like it's a lot like then them liking your photo becomes a communication I just too soon feels so messy to me. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason to be looking at someone's Instagram. Yeah. Until you've like, until you know consistently that you will be seeing them again every time you see them. That's not a good way to explain it. But like, until you know there's like a consistent thing happening, I don't, why do you need to be looking at them on social media? I think that's too stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I feel like it gives the sense of someone who is into Instagram and I, I that for me is a red flag like I don't know I don't want to be judgy because I I recognize that I'm in like the vast minority of the world in our generation by like not being a big Instagram person but I, and like I'm all for people using it and like having fun on it and like being whatever but I think really curated Instagram or pe- people who like immediately want to see your Instagram because they think that's what you're about like that's the red flag for me is like someone who thinks like by looking at your Instagram I'll understand you which like I don't know. I, no one's really themselves on Instagram, including me, and I barely fucking use it. You know? Oh, yeah. No, like, I love Instagram to a fucking fault. I love showing the best parts of my life. I am the textbook. Like, oh, this is fun. Oh, here's that frozen drink I'm drinking again. It's it's not ever super productive or healthy. So I agree with you, Liza. If someone, if that was so important to them early on, not into it. And what do you each think about if someone had their Instagram listed in their profile? on an app because that happens still right I mean I love it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the thing is this is where I'm a fucking hypocrite like yeah yeah, that sounds like good you know to be clear yeah I would look at it but (laughs) yeah I love it because I would look at it but I don't like the vibe that I would just sometimes I would just be like oh it's that guy like if they had nothing else about themselves on like a bumble or something it was just like at Instagram handle it's like again it then becomes kind of like oh you're that guy your Instagram handle guy I don't know what Again, I think it's just to- saying your Instagram handle is annoying, but I think like when men link their Instagrams like on Hinge and you can really look through, that yeah. is just more data. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's smart for men who aren't exact who think they do decently on like Instagram posting. It's not too weird and who have any nerves around like am I really capturing myself in these five pictures on hinge I think that's a smart thing actually just yeah. link it yeah I don't hate it okay I don't hate it I don't I, it. I well, always want it I want to see it I want to see it all yeah <laughs> I also think Instagram is a great way of being able to tell if someone takes themselves too seriously mm-hmm. which helps because even if all of their pictures are showing like the better parts of their life like you can tell when something's been like really carefully curated and really massaged and really whatever or if people are like goofy and have a sense of humor and have fun and their captions are dumb and they post pictures where they don't look their best like stuff like that I think it really like appeals to me when I look at someone's social media presence where I'm like oh this person doesn't take themselves too seriously like it's not everything in the left column is food and everything in the middle <laughs> like <laughs> I don't necessarily need to date somebody like that. Yeah. Though, and I think that's a good point, Liza, but I don't think I knew that I didn't need to date someone with like, you know, really witty captions and lots of followers and the right ratio because had I seen day 13's Instagram profile, he does not use Instagram much. It is, he knows this, so I'm not being mean. He could listen to this and be like, oh, she said worse to me. His ratio, he has like, you know, 
400 followers or 300 and something followers and then he follows like almost a thousand people I'm like you can't do that you gotta look popular <laughs> Liza's looking at me like I'm a crazy monster because she's cool she's not instant <laughs> not at all I just like literally like, <laughs> I'm a hypocrite that's so no, funny I get it because like I have mixed feelings about this too and like I feel more addicted to something that I really like I have very mixed feelings about it and whatever this is not even a podcast on deep feelings about social media but I feel it too and I understand I mean my my boyfriend like doesn't use he has an Instagram that is the weirdest creepiest saddest thing like I don't <laughs> want to bring it up because I don't want you to go look at it he, and I asked him about it and he's like I don't know I haven't thought about it in like six years you know it's just like not it's it's like from another era it's like a fossil of an Instagram <laughs> like but it's you know it, it I and I feel have weird feelings about that where I'm like, oh, I wish you would just take it down. It's weird and embarrassing. But it also but, doesn't define him. You're like the happiest couple I know. I love my boyfriend and feel so much more confident in a relationship than ever in my life. Had I just dismissed him because I'm a snot about Instagram, <laughs> like I actually needed to be with someone who wasn't super on it on Instagram because I had like dated people who were cool on Instagram and I got jealous when girls were liking or commenting like that wasn't a good thing for me so that's just my other rant sorry wait can I ask a a philosophical question to everyone what percentage of men are really into Instagram compared to what percentage of women a lower percentage of men (laughs) yeah like what do you think the ratio is it's, I'm not doing I'm not I'm not asking numbers questions well because I don't really know what I'm asking but you know what I mean like I don't know if but I think that men are also just kind of it's less okay for them to look really obsessed with it like my brother acts like he doesn't care and again he knows this we talked about this this weekend but then his girlfriend was telling me that he like really does care how many likes he gets and like when he like but acts like oh no big thing oh. like I, I don't know. I think if – I don't want to make this gendered, too gendered. But I do think men are maybe a little less into it because they just generally get the benefit of, like, being more confident in themselves when they're schlubby looking in society, whereas mm-hmm. we always have to curate our images, speaking, like, super, again, normatively about all of this. So if, if 80% of women are, like, really care, like, care a lot about Instagram, I feel like it's 60% of men. I don't actually think it's super different. Interesting. That's a hot take. Yeah. It's a hot take. Um, all right, guys. Do we have any other thoughts or feels on Instagram? Mm. Don't watch people you're dating casually stories. Like, I don't know. I yep. feel like seeing a post is one thing, but like, I just think there's no need to be looking at someone's story until you're dating them. You do not yeah. know what people are doing. That's too stressful. I'll speak about myself. I do not need to know what people are doing. Like, <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. No, I used to like really – yeah look at the tagged photo like just you don't yeah you don't know you don't need to know whatever especially the stories you could then see that they were at a bar and they told you they were somewhere else it's too messy and early in dating you should be able to not be super honest about where you are at every moment I think that's like yeah you got to go on other dates you need you need to have some time to go off the grid yeah yeah you do you do go off the grid (laughs) don't look at people's Instagram stories go on a breakfast date on yourself then you can do the thing where you post a, a mystery the story where it's like an artsy photo of one thing with no tag, no location, nothing. And you're just like, ooh, where is she? What's she doing? <laughs> or like the two drinks and no people in it, but it's like clearly uh-huh. your girlfriend. But you're trying to be like, I'm on another date. Don't do ooh. that. That's a slippery slope. Slippery <laughs> slope. Oh, my God. That's devilish. I love it. Oh, oh but God. when my friends do it, like, it's obvious to me. So I'm like, oh, the, all the times I did that, it was obviously targeted to one guy for him yep. to see it and think about me. Yeah. Oh, God. 
we all, you know what we all do it i fucking do it and i and i really like it. yes we all do it we all do it we all do it <laughs> and it's okay, it's okay. Talk to us if you need a support group. You can come. You can go to the secret Facebook group and share your feelings there. Yes, if Instagram you need someone and dating. to tell you not to get on the gram, whatever. Um, but on that note, should we wrap it up? Should we remind everyone to read Spinster? Yeah, yeah, read Spinster and Three Women. Yeah. Pick. We'll we'll talk about both. Is that cool? We can. We maybe we'll do something with the Patreon or something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure that. That's out. a good idea. We'll I feel try. Like to... We should start with one. Let's do Spinster. Feel, you okay. know what I mean? So, let's do Spinster. Let's do Spinster. And, and we will love post you very more, much. Oh, yeah. And we'll post more deets about book club in the secret Facebook group. So join the secret Facebook group. And that's where you can find more updates on book club. And keep sending in all the great recommendations, guest recommendations. Um, rate, subscribe, review. It's so silly, but it helps us so much. And we really, you know, appreciate when we get the really nice ones there. And then if you have thoughts about how we can improve the podcast, you can just email us those. No, we really appreciate all of the reviews. And um, I know it's like a very, it's sometimes actually annoying. It's just right on your phone, but the Apple podcast reviews genuinely, we have had guests recently and they're like, we looked at your reviews and they were good. And that's why we did this. We didn't know about you. And we were like, Oh shit. Our theory keeps being proven. So that's all. Thanks to you. So thank you very much. And tag us in your story, whatever you want. If you're feeling the pod, share it and we appreciate you being here olivia thank you so much for doing this as always and sharing the details of your of course thanks guys yeah we love you guys so much and go on a date go on a date go on a date and read spencer thanks to state farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.